Hey guys, welcome to Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're live every Monday morning and we want to be current and authentic and genuine in every topic that we bring for you guys. Nothing is more refreshing than when people are open and honest with their walk with God. And that's just what we want to do. We want to have conversations with you weekly that ignite you and challenge you to be the best that you can be. A lot of times we think that we have to have it all put together and we put on masks to get through our week. But here, we want to be able to just talk it out. Exactly how it comes out is exactly how it's going to be. So join in on the conversation. What's going on, everybody? Hey, everybody. We have to tell you all about something that happened. We do? Yeah. There was a fly in here the size of Texas. <laughs> and it took yeah. us forever to get started because he just kept... Every no, time there's he, two of them. Yeah, but the second one disappeared in thin air, which already like, yeah. kind of freaks me out. They came in two by two. And they were the worst. When it flew by my head, it sounded like a Zoom. plane taking off. Zoom. Or a yeah. rocket ship. Right. It was awful. And they died. Like, and it wouldn't land, so it just kept going. Zzz, like, and I was just like, finally, oh, get behind me, Satan! You finally, know, we, I, we took spiritual authority over the fly, and then Jordan knocked that beast out of the air, and it was just like oh, done. Like it was done, laying there, wings fully spread out. I yeah, I slapped the poo out of him. Yeah, literally. Well, his guts with were... with no. It wasn't slapping. It was laying on of hands. That's what happened. With my fly yeah. swatter. Very biblical. Um, oh, it was with the fly swatter. It was. I was like, God. And he was like, boom. Like, like the staff of Moses. Yeah. Take the authority, <laughs> which is kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Peace of Authenticity podcast where um, we will authentically talk about slapping flies. Um, why not? not? (laughs) Right. But listen, it's so much fun. This is, this is going to be so much fun. But, uh, so if you guys don't already know, you can go on Facebook, YouTube or whatever. There's that fly again. Um, the other one has come alive. Um, but anyway, Jordan literally just released not that long ago, her song, The Veil, recorded by... Zach and April Gaddis of yeah. A to Z Music. Yes. They're awesome. I I'm I'm telling you, I think I think your video, the music video to it's been seen like over five thousand times. Yeah. Or something. It it's like surprising. it's crazy. Uh which is not that much, you know, really. You think there's a lot of social media influencers out there that see the thousands, but you know, for us, low key, five thousand, that was that was a lot. Yeah. And so if you haven't already seen it, go check it out. It's called The Veil. It's awesome. Um, I think actually before we start talking about what we wanted to talk about, um, Jordan, I want tell them tell them about what happened with this picture. Whoa. There's Sorry, two I of them. My Bible again. There was another There's picture. There's another of Jesus. picture of so Jesus in here. Following the leading of the Lord. Yeah. Okay. We will post this on our social media so yeah. we can get a better picture, but um, this is a picture of Jesus I came across probably like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. around around that. And this little girl painted it, right? Yes. She because seven, she saw Jesus. She was seven years old when she yeah. painted that. Um, mm-hmm. And her parents were atheists. I mean, she, she hadn't heard about all the Bible stories and really heard about Jesus. She just knew in her dreams 
um, a man who said he was the son of God would come and visit her. Mm. And so she painted this picture of him. And if you got... The fly... Yeah. ...needs to die. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna... I'm gonna get over it. Um... So, if you've ever seen the movie or read the book, Heaven is for Real, about that little boy, Colton, <clears throat> he went to heaven for maybe 20 minutes, I think. And so, when he came back, he, he saw Jesus there. And him and his dad would always play this game throughout the years after that, because there's paintings of Jesus everywhere, you know. <clears throat> and he would, the dad would be like, is this, is this what Jesus looks like, son? And, you know, he'd be like, eh. Not really. I mean, his face looks a little different, or his hair's too long, or whatever. And then whenever he saw this picture, the dad was like, Colton, is this what Jesus looks like? He's like, yeah, 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 that's him. So I'm telling you, there's just... I, this picture, actually the last week, um, every time... I have my journal with me most of the time in the house. So I always carry yeah. it around. And I carry this with me. Um, and it's kind of been like a, a process the Lord's taken me through to be able to look at him um, face to face, like like my song says. My song is actually, um, it is inspired by uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18, which I will probably read that sometime um, during this. But it's just being able to look Jesus face to face. He came here. You know, God sent his son so that he could have a relationship with us. But a yeah. lot of us still live like the veil is still in the way between us mm-hmm. and our, you know, relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we'll post this picture of Jesus on the socials because it's... Well, I, do, I think it's important that a lot of people, you know, we, we talk about Jesus and we, we know Jesus. And a lot of us have accepted Jesus into our heart. Mm-hmm. And all of that is amazing um you know the bible tells us that all of heaven rejoices when somebody comes to know jesus but i I think that that there's a there's a step further there's there's a way to go deeper Mm -hmm. into that and i mean you know if you if you want to stay surface level then you can that's fine i'm not i'm not gonna hold that against you to each his own but the scripture says you know as deep calls unto deep Mm -hmm. Right. And and so like if we're ready to go deeper, if we're ready to take that other step, I think that this part right here is crucial. Like not just like this picture of Jesus, but like if this is truly what he looked like in, in man form. Um, Jordan was saying earlier that, you know, as you look into this, you know, you get it closer. Literally, as you're looking at Jesus face to face, that's why he tore the veil. Like the, the veil was literally torn so that, you know, we can see him face to face. And so it takes your relationship of, you know, yeah, technically in order to get into heaven, you just have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. But I, I think that in order to gain intimacy with with the creator of the heavens and the earth, you, you have to understand that it's more than just knowing who he is. Yeah. It's, it's knowing that he laid it all down. And tore the veil because he desperately wanted to see each of us face to face. And and just the, you know, even the word intimacy, into mm-hmm. me see. You know, people yeah. will say that, into me see. How many of us will not allow that from the Lord? Like, he already sees it. I, I'll bust your bowl right now. But a lot of us try to hide things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And you can't truly have intimacy if there are things that you are not coming to the Lord 
with or asking him to take this load off of us because we like to carry our own loads. I don't know why. It is heavy. It's painful. Why do we do that? Well, we're human, yeah. I guess. But just like purposefully having that time with God where you're taking the load. You're like, I don't know how this got here, Lord. And ask him. He will tell you what you've been holding on to. He will tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, it'll always come up. And so let me read this, Aubrey, the Second Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. Um, and, and then I'll explain kind of what Aubrey was talking about a second ago about this picture, um, what the Lord showed me through that. Okay. Let's see. 16. Okay. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm. We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So um, I laminated a lot. I printed out a lot of these a few years back, and I laminated them. See, they're a little shiny, if you can tell, by the, if you're watching the video. They're, they're glistening. They're glistening. They're beautiful. Yeah. Um. And I was looking at this picture of Jesus this morning, and then for some reason, I just heard the Lord say, put your face really close to it. And I was like, okay, hi, Jesus. And I just got really close, really close. And then I realized, sorry, that's going to mess up the, <laughs> the audio. But I realized when my face was really close to it, that half of Jesus's face is darkened, if you can tell by this picture. And so whenever I put my face up to it, my face fit on the other side of Jesus's face. It, it blew me away. Um, but that's exactly what that scripture is talking about. It says looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and being transformed into the same image mm. from glory to glory. Mm. It fit perfectly. Um, so when we post this picture, I challenge you to laminate it, like print it, laminate it and do that. Like it just, whew, yeah, it hit, it hit somewhere real deep this morning. Yeah. What? Well, as in looking in a mirror. See, I think that we talk, we talk about it all the time, but it's when when you come when you come to know Jesus, the Bible literally says it's no longer I mm -hmm. who live, but it's yeah. Christ who is in me. Yeah. Corinthians literally just told us right there that it's like when you look in, it's like looking in a mirror, like you you. Like you see the glory of God becomes like it's transforming. Yeah. It's it's not. Uh, and, and a lot of times I think that that we have the best of intentions when we come before the Lord. And and you're literally saying, God, with the, my life is no longer about me. But it's it's about you, and and you can see the reflection. The only way that any of us can be in right standing with the Father is because of Jesus. Yeah. Right. Is because the veil was torn, and then like we get to use, we have access to the same Spirit that what He did. But you're literally saying, He's saying that when you come to know Me, right? Paul's saying in Second Corinthians, mm -hmm. it's like looking in a mirror, and you can see like the Christ within you. Um, you, Jordan is, is reading a book, uh, right now that talked about this very thing yeah. that we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. And, and it was talking about this young, this young lady that was, that was struggling with, with homosexuality. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and she had an encounter with the Lord and the very next day at work, she went into work and her coworker, her best friend literally stops her and says, Hey, 
there's something different mm-hmm. about you. And she had an encounter with the Lord. Yeah. And, and, <clears throat> but she didn't tell anybody. Well, she, she said she wore the same clothes, still sagged her pants, like yeah. all that stuff yeah, that she, she did I mean, before. She still. Everything was normal. Mm-hmm. She went through her same routine, but she shows up to work and her best friend at work is like, hey, there's something going on with you. And she's, she says, what do you mean? And her friend says, it's like, I don't know, but it's like you're glowing. Yeah, he said, it's like you're bright. You're bright. Like there's like even there's like, you know, you can call it aura or you can call it whatever. Oh, yeah, a lot of people. I, yeah, I choose to call it that um, once you surrender your life to Christ that, you know, you receive the Holy Spirit. Like I think that there's just something different about you anyway. But this this young lady is literally saying like, wow, um, I had an encounter with the Lord. And then the very next day, the people closest to me know that there's something different about me. Well, and, and she didn't even say anything like, oh, he was a fellow Christian or something like that. Yeah. She just said maybe he noticed that the veil had been removed, but didn't know what to call it. Mm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, can I say this? Because it's, it's truth and it's really sad, actually, that it is true, is that I know that over half Christians... Don't ever remove that veil, truly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it says the veil is torn. I even looked up what torn means. It means pull or rip something apart or to pieces with force. Like God was waiting for this moment where he could tear that veil so he could see us face to face. But still, it's like it's like the veil was finally torn and then someone still put something in the way. Yeah. Like really quick. So there was still a... So, you know, there's John 3, 16, which is amazing. And you can take that step and become a Christian, but you don't take the further step into 2 Corinthians 3, 16, which talks about the veil is gone. You can look God face to face. Like even mm. he challenged me today saying that who goes to a church where the pastor says, bow your head and close your eyes, <laughs> which of course there's fearing the Lord and honoring him and giving him reverence because the Lord always is worthy of reverence and honor and glory and all of those things, right? But if you can look at him face to face, that's contradicting where we are now. That I yeah. feel like that's older Old Testament because he wants to look us face to face. Which of course, you know, they talk about the glory of the Lord. If you did look upon him, you're like, I'm gonna die. Like it's too glorious. Yeah, but right. Jesus, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's <laughs> you just... know, I don't really know. But no, you're you're right. I think that it, I think that it's important to understand that Jesus did everything that he did so that that veil could be torn so that we can we can be in union with him face to face and it's not like this you know just well i'm just sending this up into the atmosphere no it's personal it's right here it's right now it's face to face just as you and i are talking yes. across this table right now it it's the same it's mm-hmm. it's face to face it's it's that relationship and it's real it's not you're not praying to you know just like oh man just send me good vibes no like it's it's a divine connection yeah and so no it it makes it makes perfect sense and and that that's always been kind of one of my struggles too it's like if if all of if all of heaven celebrates when somebody comes to know jesus like to really know jesus Mm -hmm. and and to surrender um, I never really understood the whole, you know, bow your head, close your eyes thing either, because for us as Christians, our goal 
should be the anticipation that somebody around us, somebody in our circle or, or in our church service or whatever, it's like, oh yes, who's who's gonna be who's gonna be saved today? So we can who's celebrate gonna celebrate with yeah. him? So it's it's a celebration. Yeah, it's it's all, a it's like it almost gives it like a shameful veil. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. no one's gonna look, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> why would someone worry well you know? and yeah and well and that's the thing too it's like such a thing that you know we talk about sin it's like well do you want to be forgiven of your sins and then you're sitting here going well i don't want to raise my hand because then people are going to wonder what sins. my sin is <laughs> yeah it, it's like i mean there there were even times i'll just be 100 percent transparent that there were there were times that i wanted so desperately to to respond to an altar call and the whole time the enemy had me believing in the back of my yeah. mind like wait Aubrey you're a pastor at this church you're not supposed yeah. to sin yeah like if you go up there people are going to be thinking blah 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 but but that's the thing it and and maybe people will I mean, you know, I, I tend to think that the, the biggest hypocrites, you know, are the ones to your left and to your right in a church service. Um, and and T.D. Jake said that one time. He was like, do you guys want to know what a hypocrite looks like, like in church? And he goes, look to your left and look to your right. And I was like, oh, like he just roasted everybody. But can we can we please just talk about the ridiculousness of the lie that whenever you go to church, everything has to be right? That's actually like the worst thing mindset you could ever yeah. have ever yeah well but you know there's that there's that um that persona that you're supposed to carry that you know like because because for me it's always like if if i don't know enough about like a vehicle right i'll go to somebody that that knows yeah. more than me and so you seek out wisdom in that arena and you're just like okay well i'm not a mechanic so i need a mechanic well, what happens in the church is people look at the pastors and they look and like, well, this person's got it all figured out, so I'm going to go talk to them. Well, then the problem in that turns into then the pastors and the leaders of the church the have to feel like they have it all together. And so it's kind of like even getting to the place of, well, I'll even fake it. Oh, yeah. So that, and, you know, even idolization. Yeah. No, I haven't no other gods before me. I'm sorry, but a lot of people's pastors are gods to them and idols and you can make an idol out of a good thing it's yeah. you know it's like man there's just there's just a lot that it's like okay the lost people that you're never going to see walk in a church guys there are some lost people that cannot be reached be, uh, by church members because church members aren't willing to share the gospel outside of the church walls they're not even willing to share the gospel in the church walls. They'll just go and sit and listen and be like, amen. Or they won't even say amen. They'll just be like, yes. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll say amen whenever the scripture uh, backs up like their point of view. They're like, oh, yeah, amen. Come on. But then it's like as soon as something stings, it's like, ooh. And it's like, guys, lost people want the real deal. Yeah. I'm sorry, but when you walk into a church, sometimes there's not any slice of real deal anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, their donuts are even, you know, generic. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, just grab a mint. But it's like, man, I don't know. It's just the beauty of reality. Like, hey, um, let me be transparent. Uh, I had to repent today for unforgiveness for somebody that I was holding that I didn't realize I was holding. And that 
horsefly followed me all day today. And I asked Aubrey about it. And I was like, what does that mean? He was like, that the fly was just following you. And I was like, no, it's deeper. I yeah. do. I think that because it bugs you and it goes by and it zips by, but then it'll be gone for a while and come back. That's what unforgiveness is. It's Ooh. like, it'll go away for a little bit when you're not thinking about it, but then it'll come up. This is like by your ear. Nice. Like, Where? Like, and then you have this, like, it like bubbles over just this bitterness all of a sudden mm -hmm. towards somebody. That's unforgiveness. You, you need to yeah. repent of that. But here's the thing. Like there, there was even, there, there was even so many times that, uh, like when, when we were, we were serving in, in full-time ministry that like, let's, let's just be real with one another. Some days you just wake up and you're like, today already sucks. Yeah. And, and you, and you don't know, you don't know why. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you don't know why it's, it's just another day. And but we come in and there would be times I remember even as a kid when my dad first started the church, we would be driving to the church and everyone's fighting with everyone. Me and my brother would be punching each other in the back seat. My parents would be arguing about who knows what. But then as soon as we would pull up yeah. into the church parking lot. You know, my mom would be like, "Okay, you know, now we love each other. We are happy, like family. we're yeah, we're happy. Like you know, and uh, and and we walk into the church, and then so it it kind of raised us in this attitude yeah. of you when you're at church, when everyone's around, you have to have your A game on. Mm -hmm. When you put on your church clothes, you're also putting on your church mask. Yeah, and and it was it was so, and and I think that I grew up all those years, I knew Jesus. Like I knew that he died for me. I knew that he gave it all on the cross that day, and 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 I always knew that you know, it was even if it was just for me, he would have done yeah. it. But I never really knew the realness mm -hmm. of what it meant to turn, you know, bring everything back around full circle to the veil being torn, mm -hmm. and and basically saying like Jesus saying, Aubrey. I, I want a relationship that's just with you, not, and, and I don't care about how other people see your relationship. This is just between me and you. It's not, you know, it's not Jordan's relationship with me. It's not so-and-so's relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's like, this is just you and me. Mm -hmm. And until you see your relationship with Jesus at that point to where it's like, you're looking into a mirror and he's looking back at you until you see it that way for what it is. Your relationship with Christ will never be the realist. And usually unforgiveness and unbelief and un, uh, uh, unbelief and fear all go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And something that like this morning, whenever there was that repentance that I had to repent for, for unforgiveness, I also had to repent for unbelief. And I think it was the unbelief in um, that the Lord wouldn't show himself true, um, mm. even that the Lord would vindicate us in our decisions, that He, our decisions were on what the Lord asked us to do. Yeah. But we don't have to explain that to everybody that doesn't understand. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he told me, I just, he just brought it to my remembrance, that unbelief and unforgiveness feast on you while you're sleeping. <sighs> Because when I woke up this morning, nothing bad had happened yet. I just woke up and I was just like, you know the, where you just feel heavy and you're like, well, the Lord revealed to me that unforgiveness and unbelief like just like feasted on me while I was sleeping, you know. And that's why repentance and 
talking to the Lord and having that veil removed because that's so important because even when you think about it, when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, the first thing they did was cover up. Mm -hmm. They covered up because they were like, oh my gosh, no, I'm naked. Well, they were always naked. They were, they were naked from the beginning, but then all of a sudden they wanted to cover up. That's what we do because shame comes in and through Mm. shame, we're not able to open up because we cover, right? Like, um, if something not very pretty pops up, about you, you cover it up, you brush it away, you, you know, you've been embarrassed before, and that has to do with, like, a shame in certain aspects, and it's just being unapologetically real, but not, like, saying, like, not trying to hurt people with honesty, I'm saying with the Lord, like, just let him see you for who you are, he already knows, Mm. like, you have to cover up. Yeah, I, I think um, it, it's it's important, you know, it, it failure, you know, and getting it wrong, missing the mark happens all the time. Yeah. And the only person that that always hit the mark a hundred percent right was Jesus, and and he's the he's the one that wants to connect with you. It's it's not, you know, I think we've said it before on the podcast before. A relationship with Christ is never it's never about perfection. It's it's about righteousness. It's it's about being in right standing with God. And the fact of the matter is you can look righteous on the outside, and we call that self-righteous. But the Bible says that God sees to the heart yeah. of a man. Mm-hmm. And so um I, I like to say it like this, okay? The enemy is is just a master illusionist. He he he's a he's a master illusionist. There there's nothing real that that he can that he can actually do it's it's just it's all um what what's it called it, it's all like a a, a counterfeit mm-hmm. everything that that he is is counterfeit and it's all smoke and mirrors um we we have an opportunity every day to either be real with one another and in doing so be being real and letting i mean my life should be a magnification of why I need Jesus. Not, I mean, not that you should walk around like a basket case or anything like that, and then people be like, oh, dear God, Aubrey needs Jesus, which is a very true statement. But the, the problem that we do, right, and why a lot of lost people don't ever come to the church when they know that they're lost is because at the church, we're too busy putting up smoke and mirrors of our own and trying to pretend like, well, at least I'm not as bad as that person, or at least, you know, and 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 we're all like trying to distract from the mess. Well, or even like the the absolute like everyone is so um, I think maybe even obsessed with oh so and so hasn't been here in three weeks. I wonder what that oh they must be falling away. I'm gonna be honest with you, the Lord has been calling a lot of people away, spending time with Him, not going to a church regularly on a Sunday. Like so, don't like please don't throw like word curses at people that haven't been at church that doesn't mean they're being heathens maybe for some people shame <laughs> is keeping them from the church doors um you know but for some people the lord has called them to that and that's not heresy i'm not speaking heresy right now because yeah. church is not just happening in the four walls of a church building yeah it's not We're well not and, it, and you know if the thought crosses your mind if you're looking around at your church and you're like well so-and-so hasn't been here yes. in three weeks go to them yeah 
Don't talk. Don't about like it. you don't don't expect everybody to just come to you. I'm sorry, I'm not getting on to you guys. I'm yeah. just like <laughs> No, but but I mean it's it's a very it's a very real thing that we're talking about. It's like I, I don't believe that God does anything by accident. Mm-hmm. And so when people pop up into my mind, I will shoot them yeah. a text message or I will call them because there's a reason why that person's popping up in my mind right now. Not so that I can be like, oh well, they haven't been to church and well. I mean it stop expecting people to come to you and go to them. Yes. That's, that's biblical. That's, I mean, that's biblical. It's, it, it is what it is. But I, I think that, I think that people want real. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, they don't want to see how successful you are and the, the fact that you can be at church every time the doors are open. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but, um, attendance in school matters. Um, you know, if you want to get good grades, you got to be there. That's what I was always, that's what I was always told. Um, but I won't say attendance isn't going to matter when you stand before Jesus. You can have somebody that's not missed a Sunday and Thursday and they haven't changed a bit. Uh, I mean, yeah, cause it's, I mean, going, going there, um, what was it? Uh, John Bevere said that revelation, uh, revelation is only permanent when you have the wisdom and the character to sustain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, let me, I want to say something else to you before we're done, because we just got really worked up and time flew when you're having fun and being worked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, um, when you do think of somebody that hasn't been at church, right, um, don't just say, hey, we've missed you at church. I don't know, that just hit me, like, because all that means to somebody, it, it, it might ignite some shame inside them that like, yeah. they've... You've noticed they haven't been. You're keeping record of. Yeah. And why do you just miss them at church? Yeah. You know, it goes, it goes so much deeper. I don't know. That just hit me. So just watch, watch your words. Cause I don't think. Well, it's, it's, you have the best of intentions, but I think it just saying, Hey, you know what's going on? I haven't seen you in a while. Let's meet up. Let's, let's get coffee. Let's Let's get food. Like let's, let's meet face to face. Um, Cause if we're constantly tying people into, uh, a church building and everything like that. It, it's it's kind of like in school, you know, when when you would miss a day at school and you'd show up the next day, all your friends would be like, what were you doing? Like, what? Why, how'd you yeah. miss school? How'd you get out of coming to school? You know, like, it's not it's not even about that. It's like, we, we have to start making sure that, that people um, are, aren't falling away, um, but just making sure that they're okay, you know? And, and I think that, you know, a lot of times people get outside of our scope and it's like, well, they haven't been to our church in six weeks. They obviously found another church. So, you know, I hope everything's good with them. You know, like you're, you're not going to be in my church anymore, so I'm not going to talk to you. And you shouldn't, if churches are competing, then those churches have yeah. their own heart. Well, and, and that's why I was talking to a guy the other day. He said, listen, churchgoers, non-churchgoers, anybody that listens to this, we have a major problem in the United States, because between the year 2000 and 2020, the amount of people that attend church or even consider themselves practicing Christians has went from 45% in the year 2000, which is already pretty low. But now in 2020, as of last year, because we're in 2021 now, 25% of America considers themselves practicing Christians. It's because of the church is just staying in their four walls and that's the only what it's going down 
It's always going down. So you might think, oh, okay, well, that's not our church because our church is doing something right. That's I'm, I'm not condemning any churches or saying anything about I'm just saying that those of us that are the church, the people in the church, have to get outside and begin to connect and show people in the world that there is things different about us. The veil has been torn, mm-hmm. and I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And yes, you might think that there's something different about me, but it's not because I'm special. It's because of Christ in me, and yeah. I they want what you have. Well, and true Christ followers have lived like the veil is torn. You can't fully follow Christ if you're still if you have this divider between you and Him. You you can't. Yeah. Um. So just because someone goes to church on the regular does not mean they are Christ follower, and it doesn't mean that they're living with the veil torn. Yeah, some lost people could be sitting next to you on Sunday mornings. <laughs> I mean, really, mm-hmm. in a very real sense. And we're only saying like all this because we're, I mean, we're just trying to be real with everybody. You what know, the Lord's shown us recently. Right. Too. And I, but I, I come back to to this book that that Jordan's been reading and the, the young lady or I don't even know how old she is. The, the, the lady that wrote it, she literally said that she had an encounter with Christ and the very next day people at her job was like, there's something different about you. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm going to bring this thing to a landing, to a close today. Probably better. Yeah. But here's, here's what I know. If I go to your place of work or you come into my circles, the same things need to be said about us. When, when you have a divine, real encounter with Jesus and, and you have the Holy Spirit the world around you should see you differently. Mm-hmm. You should you should have as as this worldly person calls you, you should have a glow because it's not about you anymore. It's Christ within you. Mm-hmm. There's ministry opportunities everywhere you turn, everywhere you go. It doesn't matter if you work at a you know at a clothing store or or any other business that you could possibly be a part of. If there are people there, there's ministry there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if if the same thing that was said about her can't be said about you, we have to reevaluate. There's, there's probably a veil there. Yeah, we have to reevaluate just how real we are as Christians. But listen, it's been fun. There's hope. Yeah. There's hope. There's his name is Jesus. That's it. Um, I think it's it's always important in the Lord's Prayer, right? We say. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done. So I'm going to lay aside what I want done for the cause of Christ. That th- those words couldn't can't be mixed up. Yeah. It can't be changed up. But listen, seek him. The veil's torn. Yeah. Okay? He already tore the ve- the major veil, so the Holy Spirit access to the Holy Spirit is there. Yeah. Now it's our job to remove the veil, to to remove whatever is covering our eyes so that we can see him because he's already there. The Bible already says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. He's already there waiting on us. Let's remove the veil this week. Let's make it, let's make a difference. Let's start asking the question like, not what, what can, what can the Lord do for me this week? But what can I do for the Lord? 
I think that that's an important question to ask. But let's do it this week. Let's start now. Let people see the light within you, and then they'll want exactly what you have. And it's that easy. And it takes all the pressure off of us because it's more about Him than it ever been, has exactly. been about me. And that's how it's supposed to always be. But a lot of times, you know, we're only human. Hey, we're only human. We're getting it right more and more each day, hopefully. Or you're just blowing it up. But either way, listen, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us this week. Sorry it's a little bit long, 36 minutes or whatever. Yeah, 36 minutes. But listen, it's all good. Go, Go do something for the Lord this week, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.